Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Last but certainly not least, we're giving you a little DWTS to end out 2018. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Welcome into To The Point with Kristen Burt. And we are so excited you guys are here today because it's our last show of 2018. I believe this is episode number 57 for the year. We cranked them out this year. We thank you guys so much for joining us. And I'm excited that we have in studio today one of the Dancing With The Stars troop members, Artur Adamski. Adamski. We were talking, I know, but I almost said Adamski. 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 How people everyone. pronounce it wrong all the time, don't all they? All the time. But I'm used to it at this point. I'm really I, used to it. But you did it good. You pronounced almost, it really well. Almost, almost. I got it almost correctly. Well, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I know. And I feel like we've been discussing this maybe since season 26 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. But <laughs> I'm here. I'm happy to you be here. It. I'm super excited. I know. And we had a little, like reconfiguring of the schedule and what was live and this is a pre-tape just so for transparency everyone knows um and then people got panicked because they we released a show yesterday and then they thought is our tour not coming i'm like no i promise he's still coming we're still doing the show so they were really excited that you were coming to to the point i'm excited to be here for sure yes all right well this is what i always like to start with especially with troop members because i feel like there's not just like an open call and everybody like comes in and auditions how did you get to troop because Everyone has a different story and a different path. Oh, I, mine's a kind of a long story. So I started. Tell it. <laughs> actually, my friend Magda Biawek, who was doing Dance with Stars at Sea, who happens to be here here in studio. Um, <laughs> she was doing a show, and I just went to vacation w- with her just to see her perform. And one of the dancers got injured and had to get off the show. So I woke up. I think it was ten o'clock in the morning. She gave me a ring. Was can you learn the show in twenty four hours? <gasps> So I literally learned the whole show, performed it, met some of the execs. Mm-hmm. They called me in for an interview, and then, lucky enough, I got I got a position that way. Now, was there a little bit of time? Because you came in, what, season 24? Season 24. I actually was supposed to start season 23. Oh, what happened? I didn't realize I needed a visa. Oh, yes, because you're Canadian, correct? Yeah, I'm a Canadian. Canadian <laughs> boy. So um, I had to wait to season 24. And then my visa took a little longer, so I actually came in week four, I think it was, week four or five. That's crazy. So I that came was, in late. That's really nice of them to wait, though, because I know. some jobs would be like, well, we can just find another dancer. I know, I know. I was very lucky. I'm very appreciative of it. Um, how, like, season 23, I've got to imagine that that was a little devastating, going, wait, I need a visa? Did mm-hmm. the show know that they needed to get you a visa? Because it's, you kind of work in conjunction to get that together, yeah, right? I don't think they did at the time. I think they assumed I was American. Oh. And then that f- they found out last minute, and then we late. worked out. And now I'm here. Well, for I love that. season in, which I'm super excited about. That's it's been amazing. Fantastic. What was that first season like? Because I always find that the, the first season, when it's a big show, it's an incredible show, but it can be overwhelming at times. Oh, and I came in halfway. Keep in mind, I came in, I think, week four or five. So the everyone knew each running. other. Yeah. <laughs> the celebs knew all the dances already, and they thought it was... A, essentially like an outside dancer so it took a couple of weeks to get used to the whole process um going into rehearsal from learning one dance to another that was completely different right because i'm a i'm a ballroom dancer at heart so we have like set routines that we have almost our entire lives so be learning all these different routines i was so stressed in the beginning and they're not all ballroom they're, they're not all ballroom <laughs> they're That's like hey thing. here's some hip-hop here's some contemporary here's That's a fusion it. of i don't know what yeah <laughs> so that was a. Uh, that was a learning experience to be able to pick it up, learn choreo. It was like a, like a muscle that I wasn't used to using, so it's I had to adjust muscle, and adjust real quick. So, what what was the moment that you finally were like that kicked in? You're like, I think I'm going to be okay. Was there like was it week seven? Was it week uh, ten? What, I the feel finale? Like it was probably the finale because <laughs> then you got used to it. You got to know everyone, everyone backstage, so you knew the in and outs, where to go. So I think by the end of it, I felt good. But it's always a learning experience. You're always learning something new, new things about TV, what works on television, dance-wise, what doesn't. So 
I think it's always a learning experience. So I'm constantly learning. Yeah, and, and dancing for the camera is completely different than dancing for the stage. Yeah. And there are times, like, I know Mandy does this. She's like, I need you to look in, like, camera two or camera one because they want that pop, you know? Yeah. Whitney does it really well. She gives a good uh, head roll it. and nails it every time. Nails it I every used time. to do it all. I can't do it now, but she it's does like, it. Sh- sh- that's it. Yeah, and you get the hair goes, and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, what was your hardest thing in like learning to dance for camera? Finding the camera finding right the it, camera. right away. So <laughs> finding that red light, and as soon as you see it, reacting to it instantly. That was for me a completely new You're ball like, game. I was like, wait, wait, oh, it's oh, there. there. <laughs> wait, wait, it's there. there. <laughs> Yeah, so that was different, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and you probably like go home and watch an episode, and you're like, I was a little bit off on that one. I was one. like, did not find that camera. <laughs> find that camera. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> I always like to know with the, the troupe, because I feel like each season, they use you guys more and more. Um, you're a huge part of the show. What is an average day like for you guys? Ugh, so we usually find out our schedule the night before. Yeah, and this the is, night before, so we don't know what's going to happen. And I want to say this because people are like, "Why can't you just get people from Dancing with the Stars in here?" <laughs> this is why yeah. you guys find out the, the night, night before. before. Sometimes like 10 p.m. It's like, okay, I have an 8 a.m. call time. Great, good to know. If I have any appointments canceled, now it's all it's all changed. Yeah. But I think it's our normal typical day was would be we may have four or five different rehearsals depending how many numbers we're in, and depending how long we're in that number. It may be an hour rehearsal, it may be two or three. So the more of the number that we're in, longer the rehearsal will be. So we can sometimes start, let's say, 8, 9 a.m. with Mandy for an opening rehearsals, group rehearsals. Those are usually like three hours, and then we move into moving from different studios to uh, learn the numbers that we're actually in. And I think what people who don't live in L.A. don't understand is that there is a couple studios that you guys use and we're not going to give out addresses or anything else and people can stock everyone yeah. but understand that all, they don't always use that same central location especially if the celebs are in a different part of town and have a job or something else yeah. to attend to so you guys oftentimes are driving between studios yeah between studios different schedules some celebs are in the morning some are at night with lots of traffic Lot, the worst <laughs> the worst um, all over I mean it, it really isn't like an easy job I, I bet you guys spend a lot more time on the road as much as you do in studio i don't know I've it's definitely imagine. a whole day experience that's for sure and sometimes we only have an hour break in between so and we're rushing to eat to get from rehearsal with mandy to go to rehearse with say with keo and ivana so it really depends and it's always changing so it's always exciting we never know what's going to happen yeah and i yeah. could imagine too like you're at one studio in the valley over the hill and then you have to get back to beverly hills or you have in an to, hour in an hour at four o'clock yeah. when nobody can get anywhere in an hour at four o'clock yeah uh, super <laughs> stressful and you don't want to be late you do not want to no. be late because everyone has such a limited time with you right and you want to give them the full amount of time so yeah it's stressful i've got to imagine you guys also offer a lot of support for the pro if you have a celebrity that is just really having a hard time mm-hmm. learning the dances learning the choreography or just really nervous yeah so everyone has everyone has something to offer everyone has an expertise so if if you see one of the celebs having trouble with something, you have an idea to help them out, then you would give that idea out, you know, and try to work with the pro to help them get, basically get it together, let's say, you know what I mean? So, what's, what's your area of expertise? Uh, I'm definitely the ballroom technician. Oh, that's good. Definitely the ballroom technician. So anything that I know that could help and contribute, I'll try to add that and see if it helps out. Because we all want the same thing. We want them to do the best that they can do, right? So... And have a good experience. Yeah, that's the most important as they well. They need to have fun with it. And I yeah. sometimes see, you sometimes see a contestant that I think really wants to be there, but they put so much pressure on themselves to be perfect. And you just can't be perfect because you can't learn ballroom in six, eight, ten weeks yeah. and be perfect. It's stressful. Like It's a live television. Millions, people, millions of people are watching. And they take it so seriously at the end of the day. They want to win. Mm-hmm. They want to be the best that they can be. So with that and added pressure, everyone's frustrated and stressed. And especially when you're learning two dances a week, I think the first two weeks we had four dances. It was too much, I think, for some of the pros that was and a celebs. Lot, yeah. Right? So everyone's on edge. Everyone wants the best. So anyway, we can help. We certainly do. Yeah. And it's funny because sometimes ever, you know, you see the comments like after the show and people are like, I can't believe that celebrity didn't do better. I'm like, why don't you? 
go and get yourself on the show. <laughs> get out there. Learn the two dances. Yeah, and be able to perform with a smile on your face and making sure, trying to make everything perfect for everyone. It's And I it's think hard. there's like 800 people in the studio with all of the, the tears filled. Yeah. Plus millions watching at home. You do it. Yeah, adrenaline <laughs> rushing, pumping. It's, it's stressful. It's a lot. Yeah. It really is a lot. So I, I always am like, you know what? I think it's one of the hardest reality shows out there, competition oh, yeah. shows. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, especially there's... when they have no dance experience. It's like, I can't imagine trying to go onto a show like that with like if two left feet and having to perform in front of everyone and be able to learn it like that. Well, we had something interesting with season 27, too, where we had people that didn't have a lot of dance experience make it to the later rounds, which is usually a place where we start seeing the people who are either athletes or have had a lot of dance training. They yeah. stick around it. You know, there's Jenna and Jenna has to sit there and create movement for Joe that he can remember and understand. And able to do. And That's able it. to do. Um, same thing with Sharna. I think Bobby had a little bit more ability than than Joe, but at the same time you have to be creative. And it may not be creative in, you know, creating complex routines, but it's creating something that makes your celebrity look good. Yeah, and I think once you start working with them, you know what the, what they can be good at, what they pick up and retain faster than other things. And then you try to cultivate the choreography in that kind of way. So they're able to pick it up and able to perform it quicker so you can work on it, improve it, make it better. So I think, especially with Sharna and Jenna, they did a great job with that. I, I know, and sometimes I would read the comments like on Twitter after and I'd be like, guys, like give some people some credit for going out here and doing this and, and the pros are working hard behind the scenes to make this happen and and people want them there. Their People are voting and we were talking about yeah. this um, before the show started and I said, it's interesting because there is a strategy to winning Dancing with the Stars. I think Derek Hoff was a master at finding ways to win a Mirrorball trophy. And he did a really, he created and crafted things that I think would propel people to the finale. And oftentimes they'd win. I think Bobby Bones took a whole new strategy that we had never seen before mm -hmm. and helped him get that Mirrorball trophy. Yeah. It's part of the rules. It's totally allowed. That's what happened. Yeah. Everyone has their own way or own path say to to winning or getting ahead or moving within the competition and it's not always i don't think it's dancing dancing is a major thing of it but it's also relating to people as well mm -hmm. and getting people to pick up the phone and vote for you and that's on i think with bobby he related to people you know he made them think that they can do it just like he's doing it you know so i think that was great for him yeah, he was, I think you said, like, he was, like, the people's dancer. And yeah. he was, like, I think a lot of people probably related to that in that they liked his personality. They were, like, that's kind of how I dance or how maybe I would learn if I were mm -hmm. on the show. Okay, great. He's asking us to vote. I'm listening to a show every morning. I'll vote. vote. Yeah, that's it. And they were power voting, by the way. So, you know, when you can max out those votes. Yeah, and it just proves that anyone can win. That's right. Anyone can win the show. Yeah, and this, I, I think people forget too, we've been on since, you know, this is 27 seasons. 27. Everything changes and, morph it, and morphs, and if you go back and you watch season one and two, it doesn't even look like Dancing with the Stars. I know. There's it's no production. I mean, there's some lights. There's some simple costumes. Oh, this season, the production was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm even thinking of Juan and Cheryl's uh, Halloween number with uh. the Egyptian statues and Oh, it was just unbelievable. Do you know the Halloween episode was my favorite this year because I felt like it had a really great variety of outside dancers. I think that was when Allison and Twitch came in and did a yep. number. Mm -hmm. um, Jabberwockies were there. There were bumpers. There was just big production numbers with all of the routines from the celebs. It just felt like a big variety yeah, show. Yeah, with the makeup and the hair and the costumes. It was like this big uh, spectacle, which made it so exciting. And you didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah. The Jabberwockies, too. Everything. I just felt like it had really good flow to it. And I was, I think I want every week to look like that. I yeah. don't know. But that's how I felt because that, that was the one that stood out to me this season. Yeah. I, I like that one as well. I think also the finale, if we, we were talking about the opening yes. number that Mandy did. And we actually have video of that because I pulled it up and I thought, like, it's always interesting to me talking about Mandy Moore um, and her creative production numbers. How she comes up with this, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know either. Sometimes I sit in rehearsal and just watch her create, and I just stand there with my mouth open because she just sees things, and, oh, I want that there, and let's put that there, and then it comes out. When I saw this live, I couldn't believe it. It Be looks so beautiful, too. Just the camera shot right there. Yeah. Oh, and the formations and how she put, uh, gets the band members in and out with the floats and the balloons and... Uh, 
And, and the so funny thing, this is the CBS Television City lot. It's normally the parking lot. And she yeah. created basically Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and I was watching the Thanksgiving uh, Macy's Day Parade, and I was like, how, how? How does she do it? Because she's so smart. And if you go and look, I don't know if it's on her Instagram or Robert Roldan's Instagram, but they showed how they started, and it was basically construction paper and some cardboard and maybe some matchbox cars that stood in for the floats. Yeah. And, and for it to come out for something like this is pretty epic. And then, of course, get the judges involved, and there was Tom, like, swinging from his. That's it. And even envisioning something like that and knowing, like, where all these bodies, there were so many outside dancers as well. And knowing where everyone goes and to place them there and plus bringing the celebs that were already eliminated. And and then you want the audience there, too, to add the energy. Yeah. And then we had audience participation as well. They were doing the DWTS. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The cards and making sure that they get it correct. Oh, yeah. Do you know how, did it take a bunch of times? Do you know? It, it took it took a little, it took a minute. <laughs> it took an it took a minute, but it turned out great at the end. And that's all that matters, really. <laughs> right. You just yeah. need that one clean shot. Because yeah. you pre-taped this on Saturday, if I'm correct. Yes. Before yes, the finale. Did, yeah. Yeah, there's no way you'd be able to do that during a live show there. This is the one you're like, how are we going to get everyone? Put it Insane. up at the same that's time. Because there's always one person that's like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> but they got it in this final shot. End. And even all those band members is crazy. How, when did you, did you have them only on that Saturday, the band I think, members? Yeah, Saturday morning. I think they had rehearsals with Mandy earlier in the day as we were getting makeup and hair and all that kind of stuff. And then. Yeah, we just merged it all together. Oh, and here's a little confetti. No big deal. Um, how many extra dancers did you have? Do you know? I think we had 20. Okay, that's, so I that's think a lot. That is a lot. With that many bodies moving within this short little space and going in and out and coming back on again. They had that set up um, even for the Monday, and I took a photo of it. I should have brought it and put it up here, but it, it, it's, a, it's narrower than you realize. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing. She makes this space... Look so huge. big. Yeah. Like we're on the Champs Elysees in Paris and it's just this big wide boulevard. It's not. It's a pretty narrow parking lot that they made look really epic. And that's the entrance. That's one of the that's the elephant that's door yeah. into uh, the crazy. studio. Yeah, that's really I love that. That's why I was like, I have to pull this up because I think that was one of the most epic parts of the finale. Yeah, I think it's one sure. of my favorite finales as well. Do you have a favorite opening that you've done? Ooh, Disney. Disney's are always Oh yeah. Always amazing. This last Disney week that we did the opening number, that was stressful because we had to film it, and then Disney come, uh, Disney Mickey coming down and being able to unhook him in time, and then right. Did you have to unhook him? No, I think it was Alan and Brandon. But then you never know. You never know if it's gonna, you know, be easy or something might go wrong. Or sometimes just nerves, and you. It's been really easy in rehearsal, and then you get to the, like the actual taping, and you're like, I can't. Get yeah, with all that adrenaline, and you just, it just won't come off. And you had a lot of the juniors, I think. Juniors were part of it. It was just again a lot of bodies moving <laughs> in and out. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, everything's gonna go right. And you just never know. Yeah, and then you go live, and you're like, okay, we There's did this. There's even Minnie and Gleb. <laughs> Always glad with the smile. Uh, of course, he's smiling like, in a little wink. He's yeah, like, I that's got it. it. That's one of his calendar poses. <laughs> his calendar's oh, yeah. out, everyone. Yeah, if you didn't know. You know he now, gave you me one last year. My husband's like, "Where are we putting this?" Because yeah. <laughs> it's like Gleb in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, here's what I want to know: uh, What has been your greatest challenge outside of learning choreography um, as a troop member? As a troop member, things um, that we might not know. Well, since I am a, more of a ballroom dancer, I've done ballet and modern for four years I went to like a high school mm -hmm. so I had that as a subject but I think the con doing contemporary jazz and hip-hop especially coming from a ballroom background where I'm always upright and being able to like relax that and release that yeah yeah it's that was I think that's one of the more challenging things for me is being able to adjust right away and switch that kind of uh, dance vocabulary yeah, it's like it's okay to take your technique to this for contemporary, contemporary when yeah. you've been up here for Used ballet and ballroom. Time. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you taken a lot of outside classes? I'm just trying to now, especially now in between when I have a break, I'm going to be taking a lot more hip hop classes just so I feel better and feel a lot more comfortable because it's all about training. I'm a better. terrible hip hop dancer. I can take every a class every day. It just doesn't look good on my body. It's it's taking time for me to adjust to for sure. I have trouble like. Hit you know, hitting the pocket, getting down low. Getting down. I, I was trained in ballet, and so I just I just want to be up, and I want to be like in relevé all the time. Opposite mindset. It's crazy. It is holding so, that. I'm so used to that. But I admire people who can do hip hop really well because 
I'm like, I'll never look like yeah. that. I'm thriving. I'm going to get there. I'm You're, gonna get I'm going to watch. It's Make happening. sure Do it's some happening. stuff on social so we can watch all summer. We can watch the, For sure. It's going to happen. Summer, well, all summer? Well, winter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a thousand degrees here in the studio, and I'm like, all summer, no big deal. Mm. Um, what has been the craziest outfit you've had to wear? They give you guys some good stuff. Oh, the craziest outfits. I've had two. One this, uh, this season was Alan's number, where we had those kind of 80s workout clothes. Which I think we have a photo of. Um, everyone in there like, yes. That's it. Made out of sequins, which scratched our bodies like crazy. Oh, they did. It's oh, like that itchy. Yeah. It even gets under your armpit. Arms, yeah. yeah. That's the worst. And then even having Sasha up on my neck, you literally scratched my entire neck. But oh, I think no. it was that outfit. And I think we did in season 25, we did another kind of 80s themed with uh, Nick Lachey and Peta. And then me and Sasha were in like the shortest shorts. Oh. With these tank tops where, like, literally my chest would be hanging out. Those were, those outfits took a second. That took a <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah, you're like, um, thanks so yeah. much for putting us and in And then this. jumping up and down on the shorts would go even higher. It, t- it took a second. Yeah, it took that a second one, to get I'd be to. like, can we not face the audience on this one? Or cameras? Can I just yeah. keep everything? And the girls, though. The girls were in uh, full-out bodysuits, but those bodysuits were so tight. Yeah. And a lot of times, especially even on the old, like, 80s Leos and stuff like that, they were really high cut back high in the cut, day. Yeah. Super high cut. I forget how high cut they used to be. I mean, it's you look at photos now and you're like, people really wore that with the shiny, shiny, shiny tights? Yeah, but Everything it was, was fun. Shiny. It was fun. Trust me, we took a lot of photos. We That's what I said. That. If I were in that, I would be taking photos all day. Yeah. I'm like, I'm never going to get in this again. So yeah, You should definitely <laughs> see my camera roll. I should probably delete some of those. There's way too many. <laughs> if your camera ever gets hacked, that's what they're going to release. Yeah, that's like, it. This is what he thinks is fun. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> I love that. Now, since you were ballroom trained, how old were you when you started training? Because I know... For boys in ballroom, sometimes they're itty-bitty, and then other times they're like, I was 12, and I just decided to pick it up. Uh, when I did ballroom, I think I was 9 nine or 10, and I actually started in a Polish folk group that Magda was a part of as well. No, Magda. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. So you guys have known each other since you were really Babies. young. Yeah, Babies. since we were really, really small. Oh, I love that. So we grew up together. Um. A Polish folk group. So what type, I mean, were you like performing on weekends? Were you taking class every day? Or Yeah, so we had, it was a, a big like group ensemble that we were a part of. So mm-hmm. I think we had practices, I think, twice a week. I think it was Mondays and Thursdays. And they had ballroom on the side. So oh. it was a Polish folk group that offered ballroom as well. It was like a group class for like an hour every Thursday. So then I got introduced to that and then I became super, super obsessed. Like I practiced six, seven hours a day. What, Not word of a lie. What was it that made you just clicked right into it? Uh, the music. I love ballroom music oh. and Latin American music. It's like the rhythms I'm obsessed with. And then it was being able to dance with someone and touch someone and them give you a feeling and you give them a feeling mm-hmm. that I just became super enthralled with. I just wanted to know everything about it, how the body moves, how to move together as one. That's inc- For someone that's, first of all, male and young at that age to really click into that, that's incredible. Yeah, my mom was scared. She's like, he is obsessed. Like, I would watch dance videos nonstop. I'd practice all day, come home, watch, and just try to learn as much as I can all the time. Was your family involved in ballroom at all prior to that? Nope. No. I don't have any dancers in my family. So your mom was like, I don't really know where this is coming from, yeah, but... But I'm going to take it. Yes. Yeah. I always say, as kids get into like their teens, if they have an obsession about something, just keep them in it, because it'll keep them out of trouble, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, used to, I would come right from, right from high school. Or school, she would drive me, or I would even start driving myself, would take the train, mm-hmm. and wouldn't come home until like 10 p.m. Homework, go to school, and do that all again. It's a great focus, though, honestly. Yeah. It, you probably did pretty well in school, too. Oftentimes, dancers do really well, because yeah. you have to manage your time. And focus, and you know, delegate your time. You're like, oh, I have to practice it from this time to this time. I have this time for homework. And yeah, I have three hours for homework. I've got to just stay focused. Yeah, it's about dis- being disciplined, I think. That's the right word. That's a really good thing. Yeah. Uh, how old were you when you started competing ballroom? Right away? or Right away. Whoa. Right away. I think I, after a month or two months, I went to my first competition. First competition, yeah. You, no joke, huh? Yeah. So did you have a partner that you competed with for many years, or just were you on and off? or? I had multiple partners. So when I started... I always find partnerships in ballroom interesting, because sometimes they implode. Oh, yeah. It's like a marriage. It it's is. literally like a marriage. It, it's a soap opera. I love it. Yeah, and you both have to have the same goal, want to be on the same playing field, want the same things, and being able to work for it, and to spend the money, and to take the lessons, and to, to travel. travel. Yeah. Yeah. Ballroom, ballroom is expensive, taking the lessons, it's, it's, and traveling for your, to see your coach. 
I think I, well. I'm always amazed because, you know, even just on Instagram, I follow enough ballroom dancers and the amount of competitions or we're flying here, we're doing this, this is where we're going. It's on holiday weekends, like a Thanksgiving. Yeah. There's, a, there's always a Christmas one. I know there's one between Christmas and New Year's. And I sit there and I think, this is dedication. You love the art and sport of it. Oh, yeah. I think there were multiple years that me and my partner would be in England five times out of the year, spending four weeks at a time. <sighs> Like we would try, we would try to save money in so many ways. We'd have like one meal a day and be like, "Oh, we need the money for our lessons," and we and would teach like crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we went through it. Trust me, to try to make it work. That's incredible. You did Blackpool, correct? I did Blackpool. Yeah. What is it like doing Blackpool? Uh, it's no so words. Beautiful. No words to describe it. The atmosphere, the mu- live band music. That hall is to die for. Absolutely stunning with the lights, and then knowing that you're performing for all the top people in the business. And the history. I think that the history, too, would get me. It yeah. might get me a little choked up if I were performing at Blackpool. Yeah, I think, correct me wrong, I think it's like in 90-something years now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you're being judged by the best, you know? So it's only, it has a special place in my heart. It's one of my favorite places I've ever danced. It's the Olympics, I would say, probably. Oh, oh yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. For sure, because anyone can dance it. Anyone can dance it. What, are you still competing here and there, or are you just like... It's not for me right now. Not for me right now. I think right now with Dancing with the Stars and my teaching right now, I think for now it's on hiatus. Will I come back? We'll see. Time will tell. You know what? Everyone says, like, I'm done competing. And then I see Tony Dovolani was just at Ohio Star Ball with Elena um, Grinienko. I mean, like, all of a sudden, yeah. like, we're coming out of retirement. Here we go. You, well, you dedicate your whole entire life to it. So it, it's always a part of you. So even when you leave it, it's like, oh, there's this little part of me that misses it so much. And if someone was like, can you just do one competition? I think I would do it. Oh, it's, it's hard, though, because you, you have to train and get your body back into it. Because competing, it's like you do six rounds, seven rounds of like a minute and 45 times five. So it's hard on the body. It's like getting physically and mentally ready for that. It takes a lot of sacrifice, for sure. Yeah, and to have a partner that's, again, on the same page, really mm-hmm. wanting this willing to put in the time. time yeah that's it that's not easy you've i see you teach a lot too so are you teaching students in canada here in los angeles all over the place uh right now i'm teaching mostly in canada and i've been very very lucky enough that i've been teaching some of the top couples in north america in like the juniors and youth and under 21 so like right now i'm teaching the canadian champions in under 21 so it's been i've been very very lucky so how are you doing? Are they flying here to Los Angeles when you're doing Dancing with the Stars? Um, I do a lot of Skype and a lot of uh, like online videos. They'll what send do they me do before stuff. Skype and, and online videos like this? I don't know. I don't know. They were actually going to fly in, but they decided to do uh, other competitions world round because again, it's money, money stuff, right? right? So they'll send me their video. I'll critique it, give them ideas and things that I think that they should work on. Mm-hmm. They take that home and then send back a new video, and then we just work like that until I get back. Wow, that's incredible. And yeah. so you're heading, are you heading back for the holidays? And heading back to Toronto to spend with my parents, yeah. And you are the official swing for the tour. Yes, yes, yes so I am. I know you were at rehearsal. Yeah, last two weeks, learning a whole bunch of numbers and a whole bunch of tracks. Yes, give us uh, the tease for the tour. What can we expect? Oh, it's a good one. It's, it's a, good a good one. one. You Definitely a good it. one. There's going to be some numbers, that familiar numbers that you know, and then a whole bunch of new creations. And then with Mandy... You know, backing it up, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. So get your tickets for it, for sure. Uh, what I love about Mandy, too, is she creates these really great transitions. Speaking of, because I just saw the So You Think tour uh, with Magda, of course, who's here in studio. We haven't told you that. Yeah. Um, I feel like we just need to bring you on. Like, you used to be the third person right, right here. here. Yes. But, um, but I, I think what is great is, you know, she's able to take numbers that we've seen on the show, whether it's So You Think or Dancing with the Stars, and she blends them together and creates ways Something for people to get on the stage yeah you're thinking these had nothing to do with each other although they have an overarching like theme of relationships or love or genius genius it is genius and i was as i was saying before watching her create that and sit there and and knowing where everyone has to go and it becomes this kind of masterpiece at the end and does it in within like three hours Right, and oftentimes she's juggling, and I think people don't see what's happening behind the scenes, but especially as we always reach late summer, early fall, she's juggling juniors and Dancing with the Stars and So You Think You Can Dance and starting the tour with the So You Think 
uh, cast. So I don't know how she does that. I and by the way, she was nominated for an Emmy, so there were a ton of Emmy events. So I would oftentimes see her in studio at a Junior's taping or on Mondays at So You Think, where she's also a producer, as long, same with Dancing with the Stars, and a judge. And a, I mean, it's amazing. And then I would see her that night at an Emmys event. <laughs> And then I'd see her on the red carpet at the primetime Emmys or the Creative Arts Emmys. So yeah. it it boggles my mind because I juggle a lot. I don't know how she juggles what she's doing. And then be able to create new things that we haven't seen before. You know, it's always new content constantly coming out of her. It's just and, and so that, inspirational. The pressure, too, I, to create that content, um, to outdo yourself from the last, last one. one. Yeah. She's won two Emmys back to back. And, you know, you don't do it for the Emmys. The recognition is nice, but there's there's pressure now that people have put you on a pedestal of like now you're a two time Emmy winner. Like del uh, deliver it basically. Deliver. Right? This is why we hired you. Yeah, no, she does it every she time. Does she bangs it, it out. She bangs it out. Unbelievable. That's what I always think is amazing. So I know you filled in a little bit. Val was out of rehearsals for a couple of days. Artem was too. So we're mm -hmm. just kind of like coming in and out. Coming in and out. So basically, I'm just learning everything. Are you as learning? Much as I can. Yeah. Are you learning basically all the mail tracks? Essentially, yes. So just in case if I ever have to step in, then I at least know exactly where I have to go and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So learning it is a lot. It's My brain is, it feels like it's about to explode. But So let's say someone injures themselves. We hope that they don't. But say you step in for, say, three or four shows. How much time are you going to get to mark through this again? Because maybe there's a month before you step back into the tour. Well, sometimes, like I remember last tour, Keo wasn't able to do a couple of shows. So I got a phone call at 11.30 at night. Jenna called me and she was like, um, so you're going to have to fly in and learn his track and be able to perform it for tomorrow. Oh, good. <laughs> so let's just say I didn't sleep that night to review everything, <laughs> making sure I have everything in my body. So sometimes you have that kind of last minute thing. So you kind of have to know what the number is, where generally you're going to go, the steps, obviously the steps. Do you have everything on your camera, like yeah, video? Yeah, I, I always video it. Yeah, you have I, to. Yeah, I have to. It's just even for like if I'm just walking or relaxing for two seconds i'll put a video up and just like okay yeah i do remember that oh i don't remember that i should review that so if you are the official swing do you get like a holding fee for the tour to make keep yourself available in case something happens or yeah, so you obviously you have to be available just in case but i'll be i'll be at home in toronto teaching and doing little side projects like that because yeah. i yeah. was going to say they have to like at least make sure that you're available that yeah. you can yeah and when, that... when you sign on onto it you give your time for how the duration of the tour that makes sense yeah. that makes sense Just that's a hard job though and not everyone can do it i think that's broadway swings are very well known and oftentimes they stay swings their whole life because they're so good at jumping into four or five different it's, roles it's definitely hard when i first did it for the first two i think it was hot summer nights mm -hmm. that was a wake-up call i didn't know what to expect you know and how much i had to know so when i first had the full experience i was like wow okay okay <laughs> i have a lot to know a lot of numbers I want to tell you, though, I'm going to tell you this. I think I put it up there on Twitter, but um, I gotten word back from someone. They were like, they loved what our tour did and just like jumping in. They really appreciated mm -hmm. your work. That's it. Thank yeah. You. So Thank you. Um, I, it's always interesting when little comments like that reach me. And so when it's really good and positive, because oftentimes you don't get to hear that feedback. No, that's and it's nice to hear when you do get to hear that, you know. It's I know. Like that's why sometimes that I'm like, job. I just throw it out there on Twitter because I'm like, it's not doesn't hurt anyone it only helps everyone so, yeah. that they loved your work and oh that's amazing that's amazing yeah to hear. i can't remember but i know it was after hot summer nights when that was that very first, first tour one, that yeah. you did Ooh, that was a stressful one but yeah. you delivered see and they keep asking you back yeah, i'll take it thank yes. you <laughs> i do want to get to a couple of fan questions too because yes, we had some it. good ones and i i was like i cannot forget these at all um we had a really good one. Oh, a lot of people are like you know you look like ryan gosling right yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been hearing that a lot. I'll take it. I'll take it's it. It's a good one, and he's also Canadian. He's also Canadian. He actually grew up in a town about an hour, an hour, an hour and a half away from where my parents are. So they could have used you as the stand-in for La La Land. Listen, I, I would have loved that. Oh, Andy, loved that. what was she thinking? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is from uh, Dancing with the Stars underscore season twenty-five. So obviously, Ooh. yeah, they were a fan of that season. That was what Jordan Jordan Fisher Jordan season. Fisher, yeah. yeah, I like this. Um, what is the biggest obstacle you have encountered in your dance career, and how have you overcome it? Ooh, biggest obstacle in my dance career. Um, the thing that with ballroom dancing, it's always having a, a partner all the time. And there was definitely parts in my life where I was without a partner for about seven months because there was no one in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So there was one time I had to move and live in Italy for a couple of months. That sounds pretty good. 
But and, but the girl I was dancing with wasn't the most friendliest. So and I felt very isolated in a small town. Didn't have any friends or family. Couldn't speak the language. No one would really talk to me or like translate for me. Right. So I think being able to withstand that, stay with her, because I think we danced together for about six months. That was a tough period in my life. For sure. And, you know, when you're in a tough place, you know, you're probably not feeling 100%. How do you keep yourself mentally healthy at that point? Because I think it's really easy to sort of, like, sink down into a little bit of depression or, like, what am I doing? Yeah, I I think it was a lot with family and friends. I'm definitely uh, really close with my family and friends, so I would call them constantly. And then also just reminding myself, put yourself in your craft, focus on you, because this is not the end. This is not the period of the sentence. This is just the comma. There's going to be things coming along afterwards, so just focus and make yourself better and put all your energy into that because you're just going to get the rewards later. If you start veering off and thinking otherwise and what could be and how this is awful, then I don't think that's the right way. Just focus, make yourself better, and always you know, rely on friends and family to help you through it as well. It's really smart. I've been hearing a lot of that similar advice lately. Maybe it's I'm supposed to be listening to it. I honestly, because I interviewed Megan Levinson, who's a Rockette right now in uh, Christmas Spectacular, and JT, and we were talking with both of them about auditions and even just staying focused, not watching what the competition's doing, staying in your lane and yeah. focusing on what you were supposed to do. Yeah. So clearly I'm supposed to be hearing this. And I think in ballroom dancing as well, it's such, it is based on competition. So when we perform, generally it's always through competing. And it's always being aware of what's happening around you, but always focusing on you because it's only you out there. No one's going to care. It's only you and the team that you're surrounding yourself with. So being focused is the only way to, I think, make it and being disciplined like that. Yeah, because you can get distracted because when there's other couples there on the dance floor, you start watching what they're doing. You're like, what am I doing? Yeah, always looking forward, never looking behind you. Ah, there right? you go. I love it. Let me get another one. But I, I loved that question because I think it relates to really anything in anyone's life. Yeah, and there's always going to be obstacles no matter what. Yes. That's what life is all about. Math. One, two, three, four, five, eight. <laughs> what happened to six and seven? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. That's my question for you. Um, let's see. This is another interesting one. What star from seasons past would you like to dance with and why? Ooh, seasons past. Ooh, I have to think about this one. Yeah, because that's kind of interesting, too, because I bet sometimes from Troop, you're watching from afar and you're thinking, this might be a contestant I could handle or do something creative with. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, in terms of the getting along, I always said Nikki Bella. Oh, yeah. Because I got, got along with her so well, and she's so feisty and such a powerful woman, and I would love that kind of to experience that kind of dynamic and what I could br help bring or bring something different that she has an experience Some softness, done. too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she is so strong, and she's she's a competitor. Mm -hmm. She is a competitor, too, and we have that kind of uh, similarities in terms of mindset, right? So I think that would be great to experience. I love watching Total Divas. Yeah. Do you ever do you watch that? Now I've that you know an, her? I've seen an episode here and there for okay. sure. Because it's funny because oftentimes we do get, you know, you guys get reality shows, uh, reality stars on the show. And then I'm like watching their real reality shows. Does it start going? I don't know if I can watch that anymore. I know yeah. to know them too well and stuff. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of reality TV. What's your favorite? Uh, Admit it. It's okay. Oh, God. Do you watch Vanderpump Rules or something like that? Close. Oh. I'm definitely... Uh, <laughs> Housewives fan. Which you love uh, Housewives? Okay, Beverly Hills. Yes. New York City. Yes. <gasps> OC. OC. Yes. Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Dallas. No. No. Okay. Surprisingly not. New Jersey. Yes. I, I'm probably going to watch that tonight. What's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the OC reunion last night. I think it was part three, and then I watched Vanderpump Rules, much yeah. to my husband's chagrin, because he hates anything Bravo. Uh, like, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm just, I just love the, all the drama, all the storylines. Right, I'm coming to your house, and we'll watch Bravo. Yeah. Because... <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was interviewed, funny enough, when they asked me who would I want to be partnered up with, I actually said Tamara Judd from Housewives. Ooh, that could be interesting. Yeah, because I was like, she's feisty, you know? She's fit. She's, she's athletic. She's athletic. I feel like she would be competitive and ready, you know, to work for it. She'd so, want to win. She yeah, did want to win. I know. She'd accept nothing less than a Mirabal trophy. No, so I was like, you know what? I'd pick her. Any kind of the housewives, I think, would be really interesting. I can't believe you watch housewives. I know, I know, what, I know. What, I just admitted it in front of everyone. What city is your favorite? 
uh, it's hard. I want to say New York. New York is probably the most interesting. I think because there's so many different characters. Bethany and, and the yeah. Countess. Yeah. Oh, Countess Luann. Yes. I mean, she's yes. nuts, and it's great. Uh, now everyone knows I watch Housewives. Yeah. That's okay. Uh. I'm sure you watch more than that. Usually, yeah. if you like reality shows, there's like a whole set. Of... Yeah, I'm definitely a reality TV fan. For yeah, sure. yeah, I I totally get it. That's an interesting. Oh, Nikki yeah. Bella. All right. Yeah. And let's see. We had another one too. It's up here. Um, and, and I think Audrey, because Audrey had a ton of questions, yeah. so we'll we'll narrow some of them down. Yeah. Um. Um, I guess you kind of answered this, saying what type of contestant do you feel like you would be a great pro for? Definitely someone com competitive. Like competitive you yeah. are competitive. Uh, athlete or, yeah. Ooh, I like this one. So this is from Audrey also. Um, which pro now um, or previous seasons do you look up to based on teaching style, dancing? Mm. See, I think all of them have something, some, something that they offer that's different from the other person. Um is there a teaching style that you appreciate, though, in the rehearsal? Because I think sometimes I look at someone's teaching style and I said, oh, if I were a teacher, I would either respond yeah. to that or I'd like to be a teacher like that. I think that's a difficult question because I think everyone is should be taught differently. Everyone is different, mm. right? And some people will respond differently to one kind of teaching style than the other person, right? It all depends on the dynamic of the person. Are you strict? I'm I'm strict, yeah. Yeah. But then I would also adjust depending on the person. Some people need more positive reinforcement. So you kind of have to adjust the way you teach depending on the person. Right. I tend to be more strict, but I understand that some people can't, not that they can't handle it, they just don't respond to it, particularly in a good way. So you then have to adjust and be a lot more Soften supportive. Soften your approach a little bit. Yeah, I'd be like, that was better, let's try it again, <laughs> rather than, no, I want this, you know? I need a strict teacher. I would yeah. be, I, you'd be a great teacher for me. I need yeah. strict, because I've come from the ballet world. I'm like, I need someone's like, this yeah. is how it goes. Yeah. Um, there's a Magda question in here. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Perfect. so let's ask it. And this is also Audrey, but um, since you're here, your relation to Magda. Did you help her train for So You Think You Can Dance? Uh, and definitely not help, did not help her train because she is she... a boss lady on her own. Yes. Uh, but we dance a lot together. I know we've been doing a lot of videos together, and we gel well together. We respond well. We work well together. But we grew up dancing together. We had the same same upbringing, same teachers. And then she moved to New Jersey, and we, we even traveled to England, Europe together all the time, stayed in the same hotel. And we have a lot of stories of us. Tell us to... a good one about Magda that we don't know. Ah, uh, th <laughs> She's there's... looking up in horror. <laughs> a good traveling story. Oh, we were all, so we were thrifty all, all the time, so we would do crazy things like... Uh, thrifty is good. Thrifty, so we, we would stay in when she was dancing with her ex-partner we'd be like four or six people in a two-bedroom a two-person bedroom trying to stay <laughs> we would try to hop the train try to save money and tickets i think one time the sound came off and we started running <laughs> and then the, you left magda behind on the train oh, and then we would carry all our so we would carry all our stuff with us so imagine right. two huge suitcases and there was one time that we were all trying to sh get our way quickly on the train and all we saw those the door close on magda, <laughs> magda going to the and next the train station. would go off and we we're like Oh my god! So we'd have to get up on the next stop and wait for her to get, get on. Trust me, we went we went through it. We went through it. I love up. it. Well, I, I know that fans really love the videos that you guys have put up. Any thoughts now that she's back from tour to be maybe doing some more videos together, some we choreography? We're picking. We're, I think to, maybe even tonight we might do something. Oh. Yeah. So we we always think of songs, send it to each other randomly. Like when she was on tour, she's like, "I have a great idea with this song," or vice versa. And we always try to create something new and try to you know fool around like this doesn't work sometimes we'll do it we'll bang it out in 20 minutes mm -hmm. sometimes it'll take a couple of sessions of coming back we don't feel it we should come back and do it again but yeah have you, have you guys thought about um putting yourselves out there for some of the tv dance shows to get hired for choreography and things like that because we've had a lot of partnerships that have done very very well i mean obviously like sasha and emma and val and jenna mm -hmm. um jonathan and oksana yeah, potential. Um, potential. Potential for sure. I think that we work really well together, so that's something that definitely we would want to explore in the future. Do you like doing choreography? I love it. I love teaching and choreography, and I think Meg does the same way. We both And the things we create sometimes is like, where did that come from? That's amazing. Keep that. Put that in our back pocket. We're going to do that again. And it's good if you can bounce ideas off of each other. Sometimes what's your strength in choreography and what's hers, and how do they come together? Uh, strength in choreography. 
I think movement wise we're very different from each other mm-hmm. I think she's a lot more body and full and a lot more I'm a lot more direct yep. and impactful so that kind of ge- gelling together and two opposites kind of movement we create something that's very different I think that is our strength that's good I can say maybe I think so yeah that sounds good to me I think you should put together a choreography reel for Jeff Thacker if there's a season 16 oh. I like that idea. Magda has the end now. I Come like on. that idea. She knows Papa Jeff now. Future, future, future <laughs> yeah, ideas. Yeah, I mean, if we get, if there's officially a season 16, I know that they start doing choreographer showcase in the spring. So I'm just throwing out ideas for you guys. Put that in the back pocket. We'll think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, goals for 2019. Have you heard anything, speaking of 2019, have you heard anything on the spring season? Nothing yet. Yeah. Nothing yet. Nothing I, yet. I know. I've heard, I've heard everything from. American Idol has all the real estate to they might be doing a shortened season like they did with athletes. I've heard everything. Yeah, I I haven't heard anything yet. So it's just essentially just waiting. Now it's more like we're focusing on the tour, getting that done, putting our energy into that. And then hopefully, hopefully we'll hear something soon. Yeah. And for you, if you don't wind up, um, if there is no spring season, are you going to stay in Canada? Are you going to be back here? Uh, I think for the the next couple of months, I'll be back home teaching. Mm -hmm. I may see doing group shops and workshops and stuff like that and private lessons. So I'll be focusing on that and then seeing what will come out there. Because I've done um, some TV stuff back in Toronto and Canada. Ooh, tell us what. Um, I did Kim's Convenience and this show Private Eyes with Jason Priestley. And they're all Jason Priestley. Yeah, it was fun to work with him. And they're all kind of like um, dance-themed shows, uh, episodes. Oh, they are. That's great. So that was a lot of fun. And then getting into modeling and stuff and seeing what, what else is out there and experiencing that. And then seeing what the future holds I know have you already thought of what your goals are for 2019 like anything in particular no I can't say that I have I just want to take things as they come and then see what opportunities come forth and then trying to see what what that that will take me you're I like that you're just like letting the dice roll I'm not really so much of a planner that's the thing super planner oh I know a lot of people get super annoyed with me they're like oh we you you said we're gonna go out for dinner on this day I'm like (laughs) oh we have to we have to plan this yeah <laughs> you're like okay yeah if I'm i like, must okay. but yeah. i'd rather not yeah <laughs> so you're just like 2019 wherever the wind takes me exactly right I love it makes it. it exciting though it does and you know there's something about having a little bit of spontaneity in life yeah keep it exciting that's the i thing. know keep it exciting. The, that's the one thing like my life is pretty structured and my husband's like i don't know like let's do this and i'm like there's no room in my schedule so we're like the yin and the yang it's yeah, but hilarious see, i need someone like that in my life to keep me on track yes that's the thing he needs it he uh, he leaves my our house every day and then he comes back and he's like i forgot my wallet and then he leaves and i'm always like see you in a few minutes and he's back for his phone yeah yeah he's one of those yeah do you do that <laughs> yeah I, i'll like start doing something on my phone that i have to call someone or text someone for something and then all of a sudden i get distracted and then 20 minutes later i completely forgot why i went on my phone in the first place that happened <laughs> to my husband he, he we went to go get i left my keys in his car and then when i went to leave i'm like where I, he was supposed to bring him back up he hadn't i'm like where are my car keys yeah i'm the worst with car keys yeah i lose them a lot yeah. even magda had to give me like this like giant ducky thing so I know exactly where it is because I have lost it probably a handful of Oh, I of saw times. that on social media. Throw, yeah. the, throw the duck to us. We just want to show the duck. Yeah, now, that I, duck has been through, through things, let me tell this you. This is the duck. I think the duck was in different condition when Magda handed it over. Yeah. It used to be white. It used to be white. What'd you do? What See, kind of, I don't know the where the duck it could up. talk. Uh, where it's been, I don't know. I don't know. It's been places, let's say that. It's been on the Dancing with the Star set. Yeah, and I bet lost it has some good stories. On the Dancing with the Star set many of a times. Aww, <laughs> poor little duck. So cute, though. Yeah, definitely needs a shower. That's for sure. <laughs> definitely. Needs a good we'll cleaning. bath for 2019. Yeah. Who are your mentors, do you think, in the dance world? Oh, the mentors. I actually worked a lot with Shirley Ballas, Mark Ballas' mom, oh. at the end of my competitive career. You did. Shirley yeah. is incredible. Incredible. No Tough. nonsense. No nonsense. No, no, which I love, though. I respond well to that kind of teaching, strict teaching. And she's definitely a tough cookie. And killing it on Strictly. Oh, she's absolutely killing it. She was made for that job. Oh, yeah. She fit into that role so well. And now I I saw that she's doing acting. Yeah, she's doing a panto. A panto, yeah. And I I saw little clips today on Instagram. She's killing it. She's She's killing it. She can still dance. I mean, if you can watch her, if you're at a wedding or anything, or you see a social media clip, watch or go back and watch the old Shirley and Corky YouTube videos. Oh, she kills it. I remember it was um, Emma and Sasha's wedding, and we were banging it out. We were doing some salsa moves. (sighs) And still, like, she could compete today. That's how good she is. I I feel like I had to keep up with her. I was like, oh, my God. I want her on Dancing with the Stars, too. I wish we could, you know... 
have her at least one season like too. a guest judge like a guest judge yeah. even yeah. i was like the ballasts have you know both corky and mark were pros so yeah you never know time will tell right time, time will, will tell. tell i know it's gonna be really really interesting but i love that shirley is one of your mentors yeah we've had her we haven't had her on this show but I've done other shows here and we've had her and there is one particular epic show that Shirley and Corky came on together oh wow and I barely talked because there was no reason for me to even open my mouth yeah the banter probably was so amazing the banter was amazing they are the best ex-husband and wife ever and they just they tell it like it is and they're like look this is a reality show and this is the way it plays out sometimes and I mean they just no holds barred it was awesome yeah like kings and queens of the business of the ballroom dance world for sure they are they deserve every bit of respect i I love them both so and i I love their personalities and i love that they're still in the business and still giving back to yeah for sure she's still teaching still traveling still judging all the world events so she's still in it while doing everything else which is insane she's a queen um one question for you since you're also teaching younger kids uh what advice do you have for them because it's such a different world where social media followings are expected and mm-hmm. like putting videos out are expected it can distract you yeah i think right now in this day and age compared to when i was growing up even with social media is to always focus on the craft always focus on getting better go to classes train 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 because the only thing you can, can control at the end of the day is how you dance and how you perform and you know getting that better and working on the craft the entire time and that's what i did and got me here you're right? like it got you right here on to the point not yeah. dancing with the stars it got you on dancing with the stars yeah and it's always keep yourself focused and keep going keep going and you know you always will have obstacles and things will never go your way sometimes you're gonna have a bump on the road but those bumps on the road is what's gonna make you you and make you a better dancer at the end of the day because nothing is easy nothing is easy nothing is easy without some hard work behind without, it exactly right if it was easy everyone would be doing it that's right you have to remember that right yep. so I like it yeah Artur, thank you so much for visiting. This was amazing. Oh, I love this. And thanks thank you for, for bringing me. So You Think friends and the duck. And this is great. Yeah, I'm happy she came too. Thanks, Magda. <laughs> and thank you for having me too. Thanks. Well, thank you, you know, this was a great ending to our 2018 too. So I wish you all the best. Happy thank holidays. You. You Where well. can people follow you on social media? It's Artur Damsky underscore on Instagram and on Twitter as well. All right. Make sure you follow him there. We want to thank you guys for all of your support in 2018. Like I said, it's like 57 shows we cranked out. So over the holiday break, do me a favor. Go back and watch your favorites or catch some of them that you might have missed up on because we are on every from Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Dance Network. And for all of your dance news, be sure to check out dancenetwork.tv. Many thanks to Popcorn Talk for hosting us all year long. Have a great holiday, and we'll see you in 2019. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed here are those of the hosts only, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.